0: You have picked an awesome day to be here. We're going to be resuming a sermon series that we started last week. And I just want to go ahead and say thank you to Pastor Keith, if he was here last week. He came and brought the Word and, and jump-started this message, this sermon series. And uh, it was awesome getting to listen to him bring the Word. And he's going to try and come about every four or five months, so be ready and looking for that. So, But he kicked this brand new sermon series off. If you was here last week, you paid attention. What was the name of the message? Do you remember? Choose Life. Say that with me. Choose Life. And Pastor Keith did such a good job of challenging us and inspiring us to see that every single day you and I have a choice to make. We get to set our day. If you're a leader in your home, if you're a leader at work. If you're a leader, let me just say, you're all leaders if you're here. You're leaders in the kingdom of God. So as leaders, how much more responsibility do we have if we confess Christ and we, we're supposed to clothe ourselves and adorn ourselves in the goodness and the love of God? How important is it that we, every day, before we go off about our day, before we go into uncertainties and storms, things we don't even know that we're about to face, how important is it that we meet with God through prayer, through, a, through His Word, through faith? And every single day, you and I have a choice to make. We can choose life, we can choose His way, or we can choose the world's way. We can choose the devil's way. We can choose... Our own way. (laughs) Tell your neighbor, don't choose your own way. You done learned that mistake enough, haven't you? We wonder why we're stressed beyond max. We wonder why we're anxious. We wonder why we're angry. We wonder why we compare our lives to other people. Stop comparing your life to the Joneses. Compare your life to Jesus. He's the standard. And so every day we're going to use Scripture, and if you missed last week, for time's sake, we're not going to dive real deep into what we really talked about, but you can catch up real easy. Just get on our social media pages, and you can watch that, or get on our church app, and you can watch what Pastor Keith said last week as we kicked this off, because we're not going to really have any recap, but we used Deuteronomy 30 out of the Word of God. We're going to read it here together in a moment. As our foundational scripture for this message and for this inspiring, thought-provoking message for us to see the value in our daily choices, because choosing life is essential. It's essential for your, not just your your happiness, it's essential for your well-being, it's essential for your spiritual freedom, it's essential for your family, it's essential for your bank account, (laughs) come on somebody. To do it God's way and to choose life. And choosing life, there's some practical things that we can do to make that choice. Guess what? I can choose my thoughts. When I choose life through faith, I can choose life in my thoughts. So we need to think life. We don't just need to believe life. We need to think life. Hey, and we need to speak life. You need to, to, to get a new perspective. You need to have the mind of Christ on the circumstances of your life, of the issues of your life, or the storms of life, and pray, God, I think life over this circumstance. God, I think life over this relationship. God, I think life over, you fill in the blank. I don't know where you're at today. And then when I renew my mind with his thoughts, because you know it says God's ways are not your ways. And God's thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are, some reads are Bible. His ways are higher. So what could happen if we had His thoughts about our lives? And then from there, I needed to move to my words. I can choose life by speaking life. If you struggle with negativity, I'm going to raise my hand. And I'm going to raise my other hand because I see Pastor Jessica give me that look. If I'm honest, she's a little more of the optimistic one in the family. But So if I struggle with negativity, I know when I, when I practice this, I don't just feel better. The negativity gets better when I speak, not just positivity, when I speak life. I'm favored in Jesus' name. I'm called in Jesus' name. I'm appointed in Jesus' name. God, I thank you that I'm blessed coming and going. I thank you that you know who I am. I thank you that you're with me. I fear not, because you're with me. That's how we speak life. Right, so look at Deuteronomy 30, 19 through 20 we're going to give you. So this is right out of the Word of God. This is our foundational scripture for this sermon series. We're talking about choosing life, and look what the Lord says to the nation of Israel. He says, I call on heaven and earth as a witness today against you, that I have set before you what? Life and death. When I choose life, I experience His goodness, right? I experience His blessing. Look at that next statement. He says, life and death, blessing, excuse me, and curses. Therefore, choose life. Say this with me. Lord, let us please, say that with me. Lord, let us please choose life. Lord, that's my prayer. Lord, let us choose life and blessings, not curses, right? That both of you and your descendants may live, that you may, uh, and the Lord your God, that they have, you obey His voice, that you may cling to Him. For He is your life and the length of your days and what you may dwell in the land which the Lord your swore to give your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. He says, I call on heaven and earth as witnesses, to see the choice that you make. I said at the top of this, every day we have a choice to make. We can choose life or death, blessings or curses. We, God is inviting us to choose life through faith. The second half of that scripture in verse 20, it says, may you cling to Him. That word cling is a, a very visual word. What not only do you run to when life gets hard, when your mind and your thoughts get hard, but what do you cling to when life gets hard, when fear creeps in? What could happen if we cling to Jesus like we cling to our bones? Uh. You want to come up here and preach? That was good. For y'all watching online, Pastor Rob said, don't cling to your phone, cling to your throne. I like that. Do you cling to a relationship, an ungodly relationship? Do you cling to your negative thoughts? Do you cling to your fears? The answer to that question, what you're currently running to, What you're currently clinging to is the answer on whether or not you're choosing life or you're choosing death. Are you choosing blessings or are you choosing curses? i got good news for you. It's as simple as saying, Lord, I want to cling to you. I want to choose life today. I want to think life today. I want to speak life today. God, I want blessings, not curses. So what are you clinging to? Look at that first point. So for today, we're talking about what are we running to. And really, there's the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Holy Spirit that wants us to choose life. And that Spirit is at war with really the Spirit of divination, the Spirit of Antichrist. But one of those driving spirits is the Spirit of fear. Fear is gripping our nation. Fear is gripping our children. And if we're honest, fear is gripping us as adults. A lot of us are scared. And as your pastor, I want to say it's okay to be scared. But it's not okay to live in fear. When you're scared, cling to God. Don't cling for your own answers or cling to your fear or cling to the doubt or cling to the issue because that's how, we, that's how we move from choosing life and choosing death and staying stuck in death to moving into life. That first point, if you want to take notes today, write this down. So we choose life. This is how you can choose life every single day when we choose faith over fear. Guys, church, children of God, our faith should, somebody say should, define us. Our faith should be the thing that defines us. What do I mean by that? My faith should, should push me to make the right choice. My faith should push me to thinking the right thoughts. My faith should inspire me to believe even more when it gets harder. My faith should lead me to clinging to God instead of clinging to all the negative things, all the wrong things. Our faith should define us and move us. If you profess in Christ at the workplace, you should be the best employee that they have. You should be the, the greatest Workmate for whoever you're working with. They should love coming to work because you profess Christ. So you should be that worker that that loves and helps and forgives and goes above and beyond. As an employee, am I stepping on somebody's toes? Our faith should define us. Here's the kicker. Here's the thing. It's really our fear that is defining us. A lot of us, we succumb to the fear of not knowing. We succumb to the fear of people won't like me. We succumb to the fear of how is this going to work. We succumb to the fear of what if this never happens. And because I'm succumbed by the fear, it defines my life. I stop believing. I don't have hope. I walk around discouraged, frustrated, because in that moment, I didn't choose life. I chose death. And with that choice comes curses, comes fear. I want you to to hear this. Your fears want to keep you. They want to keep you bound. They definitely don't want you living for God. Your fears want to keep you bound. And you know how they do that? They drive us to say the wrong things. They drive us to make the wrong choices. They drive us into opening and going through the wrong doors. You know what else you drive? We got any good old boys in the house today? Anybody who's been on a farm or lived on a farm? A couple hands. There we go. Maybe you had Cows. You know what I know? You you need to drive cows, right? They won't listen. They won't go where you want them to go. You got to drive them. In a lot of ways, that's what fear is doing to us. And here's the thing. God does not call you a cow. He calls you a sheep. And guess what? You don't drive sheep. Is anybody following along with me? You lead sheep. The shepherd stands in front of the sheep. Sheep, listen and know the voice, come on somebody, of the sheep. Stop living like a cow and letting fear drive you and start living like a sheep and being led by the voice of God. Because fear wants to keep us, faith wants to take us. He wants to take you to those places, to those dreams, to that impossible thing. And the only way you can get there is because faith is going to lead you. It's not going to drive you. And see, to take that step, you're going to have to have faith that says, I don't know how this is going to happen. But I hear your voice, I hear you call me, I hear you beckoning me. God, you're going to lead me and I'm going to follow. See, because being a Christian means I'm a follower of Christ. So is Christ leading you? Or are you trying to lead Christ in the way you want to go and do what you want to do? Because God wants to lead us. Who wants to be a sheep today? Look at Hebrews 11.6. So as we choose life, we choose life through the means of faith. And did you know it's impossible to please God without faith? faith? Let me prove it to you. Look at Hebrews eleven six it says, "But without faith, it is impossible to please Him, God, for he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seeks Him." It's impossible. To please God without faith. Try to marinate on that for a second. Try to think about that for a second. Because if you really think about that and look at that, whenever I choose fear over my faith, it displeases God. I think it frustrates God, especially if we've been a believer for a while. Maybe He thinks, really? Really? We've been through this a million times. Really? I've showed up on your behalf a million times. Really? Really? You doubt me? You doubt me again? You doubt me this much? We have to choose life by choosing faith. And when we choose faith, it says, He rewards, come on somebody. He rewards those who seeks Him. It's impossible to please God without faith. And when we choose faith, it pleases Him. And we need to choose faith, not just because of what He can give me, because we want to love God. But here's something cool. When you choose faith, He makes the impossible things possible. I don't know about you, but I need some impossible things done in my life. In my kid's life. In my wife's life. Amen? She said amen. Amen. And so if I need some impossible things done in my life, I can choose faith or I can choose fear. You tried ten times, it still hasn't worked. Can you still believe if God said it? We just sung about it this morning. Can you still believe? Are you going to let fear creep in and steal kill, and destroy. What does John 10.10 say? That the thief, Jesus said, comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Pastor Keith said last week, it was so awesome, that, that life is God's will, not death. Death is the enemy's will. And so the impossible things that you need done from God can only be done by Him, through Him, from Him. God says, fear not, for I Am with you. If you believe it, who believes it? That He's with you. Amen. Man, then let's live like it. Then let's live like it. Let our faith and our obedience come together to please God. Amen? So we're going to kind of hit on faith for the rest of the day today. So we can choose faith or fear. Look at that next point. This is the cool thing about faith is... It's impossible to please God without it, and it's really because it anchors us. Say it with me, anchors. It anchors us to who? To God. We should run and cling to God. He's the anchor of our soul, right? And and during the storms of life, but fear causes us to turn away. If we let fear creep in, we'll go down the wrong path. If we let fear creep in, we choose the wrong path. Words, we choose the wrong decisions. And so, when God is not our anchor, when He's not the one I run to, when He's not the thing that I cling to, I suffer. Spiritually, physically, my family suffers. Everything that I touch, every person I come in contact with suffers. And so, during your storms, during your storms, what do you do? Where do you run? What do you cling to? Because did you know Christ is the calmer of the storm? I said Christ is the calmer of the storm. Do you remember the story when he was in the boat with the disciples? They were going across to Galilee and a big swell, a big storm came upon the disciples. What was Jesus doing? He was sleeping. He wasn't stressed out. He wasn't worried. He was sleeping in the bottom of the ship. And I oftentimes wonder if we live our lives a lot of the way the the disciples did. It doesn't say how long it took to go get them, but I can see them. This storm's coming up, right? And out of respect for the Messiah, he's trying to get some sleep, probably well-deserved. The storm's coming on the boat. They're taking out water. It's getting crazy. They're running around, hectic, trying to do everything that they know to do. They're trying to get the mast in position. They're trying to get the water out. They're stressing out. They're freaking out. The storm of life has what? Overcome them. And then the bell rings. And then, you know, we got the Son of God come on somebody in the depths of this boat. Let's go wake him up. Someone needs to wake up and wake up Jesus in your life today. He's in the boat with you. All you got to do is call on his name. And when they called on his name, what does it say? It says that he came, on, he came up and he, 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 he calmed the wind And the waves and the storm, and the disciples said, Who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? If he can call the wind and the waves, you can get over the offense, you can get over the hurt, you can get over the issue, you can go the next level, you can get the promotion, you can get the girl. You can get the guy. You can get the house. You can get the car. You can get the freedom. Come on, somebody. But you got to choose faith over fear. He's the anchor. Christ is the anchor. So run to him, choose him. Amen. Look at Hebrews 6 18 through 19. It says, So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we have fled to Him for refuge, can have great confidence. If you are following along in your Bible, either on your phone or in your real Bible, I want you to highlight that and underline that statement, great confidence. Y'all say that with me, great great confidence. You can have a great confidence in the anchor that is Jesus. Right? As we hold to the hope that lies before us, the hope is strong and trustworthy as a what? Anchor. anchor for our souls. You can have an anchor for your soul. And what does an actual anchor do for a boat? If you've ever been in a boat, you, you lower it down, it holds it steady in place. And so we need that, we need that straight and narrow path. We need, we need that cool, calm, collected response. We need that, that, that those words of faith to come out before, those words of, of hate and, and doubt. And so Jesus is that anchor. He steadies our lives. And we can have a great confidence. So how's your confidence today? Is your confidence... Here. Where's your confidence down here? If it's down here, what has happened? You chose death. You didn't choose life. Because on the cross, when Jesus said, it's finished, amen, it's done, all His promises were yes and amen in your life. So just because it hasn't maybe physically manifested, does it change the promise? no. God just hasn't blessed it yet. Somebody say yet. And so you can make God your anchor in the waiting place. I got good news if you're in a waiting place today. Make Jesus your anchor. Choose life. Choose blessings. Choose faith. Enjoy the scenery, so to speak, on your way to the blessing. Enjoy life. Enjoy the scenery. Enjoy God as you wait and hold out. For the blessing. Amen. God wants you to run and take refuge in him, it said in Hebrews six eighteen. It says, he who have fled to him for refuge, find a great confidence. As your pastor, I promise you, if you take the time to pray every single day, if you run to him through prayer and take refuge in the Son of God, refuge in the promise that is Jesus Christ, you can have great confidence. You don't have confidence because you're not taking the time to spend time in that refuge place, that safe place with God. I want to read a scripture. Look at John six sixty six through sixty nine. This is what happens when you don't choose faith, when you choose fear. This is actually right after Jesus preached for the first time that. In order to inherit the kingdom of God, you would have to eat of his flesh and drink of his blood. And you got to think, when he was preaching that message for the first time to people that never heard it, they don't have the complete revelation of who Christ is yet. He hasn't gone and been crucified on a cross. So if someone came and said, hey, you can't go to heaven unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, that sounds a little crazy, right? That sounds a little nutty. They didn't have the complete revelation that you and I have. It makes sense because we know what he did, right? And so when he preached this message, a lot of people left. They said, I can't. He's done some amazing things, but I can't stomach this. This is, this is too much. What happened? Fear took over. And look what it says in 66. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. He lost followers. I'm glad he wasn't trying to be a people pleaser. I'm glad he was trying to be a father pleaser. That was just for free. It says, Then Jesus said to the twelve, Do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of what? Eternal life. Choose life. Peter saw. And he only saw because the Holy Spirit revealed it to him, right? Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Don't let your fears and doubts not just turn you away from God. But when you let your fears and doubts turn you away from God, you miss God. You miss what God has for you in your current season, in your next season. Think about all those followers that left Jesus. Maybe there were some lepers. Maybe there was somebody who needed healing. Maybe there was somebody that Jesus wanted to use. Because out of fear of the unknown, because out of fear and doubt of what they heard Jesus say, not only did they turn away, but maybe they missed their blessing. Because they didn't choose life, and they chose death. They missed God. So don't let your fears and doubts cause you to turn away. Look at that next point. So our faith wants to lead us and our fears want to drive us. When we choose faith, look at what this says. It qualifies us to do what God has called you to. But fear, it does the opposite. It causes you to disqualify yourself. When you let fear creep in and you stop moving. You stop believing. You get stagnant out of fear. God can't use you. Because you disqualify yourself. It's not because God's not God. In a roundabout way, when we don't, when we when we choose death over life, it's a pride thing. Pride keeps us stuck in fear. I'd be more comfortable just just staying stagnant, than having to believe and have hope and moving forward into something I'm, I'm relying on God to do for me. God wants you to, He wants to see if you can believe before. Somebody say before. God wants to see if you have the faith to believe before the blessing. And if you have the faith to believe before, can you stay on that straight and narrow path? Like I said earlier, as you wait. And that is all tied into our faith. Can God trust you to believe before that thing happens? Before God shows up. He doesn't want to prove to you And then see if you'll still believe. Because that's a lot of our prayers. God, if you just do this, I'll live for you. You know, God's not a genie. God, if you just do this and prove yourself real to me, then I'll do this, 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 and this. That's not faith. Jesus actually healed a a lot of people. And guess what? They never came back. They never came and thanked him. They got healed and they maybe left and kept living in sin. God wants to see if he can trust you to believe before. Faith qualifies us to do what God has called us to, and fear wants to disqualify us. This is what I know about God He doesn't call the qualified. You ever heard this? He qualifies the called. How do I know if I'm called by God? I live by faith. (laughs) It's so simple. If you can believe before and live by faith, God is calling you. And you're already qualified to do the thing. You don't have to keep trying to prove yourself. Keep doing the right things. But if God... If you can by faith trust God, you're called. He'll qualify you. I'm the least qualified person to be your pastor, believe me. But God called me. Amen. Amen. I believed. I stood on a Word. I've told you all this a million times. I feel like I'm, I'm up here doing somebody else's, I don't want to say job, I'm up here in someone else's shoes. Maybe the person who's really supposed to be your pastor, maybe they walked away at the 12th hour. maybe maybe he walked away at the twelfth hour he he doubted at the last second. I'm the least qualified, but God he's the qualifier. amen, amen. anybody been qualified by the one man, look at those hands thankful amen. thankful look at numbers thirteen thirty through thirty one And so this is, this is in numbers. Y'all remember the spies that Moses sent to go into the promised land, right? The 10 spies. And so J- Joshua and Caleb were the only two out of 10, 20, or excuse me, yeah, 12. Sorry, thank you. Two out of 12, that's less than 2%, chose life, chose faith. All right. look what it says. Then Caleb to the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession. For we are what? Well, and able, he said. Now that's an answer of faith. That's, a, that's, that's speaking life and faith. To overcome it. But the rest of the men who had gone up with them said, we are not able to go up against these people, for they are stronger than we. Some translations say we were grasshoppers in their sight, right? They're giants and we're, we're grasshoppers in their sight. We're talking about missing God when we choose fear over faith. Think of the Israelites. Because they chose fear over their faith, they had to wait even longer. Somebody say longer. For God's promise to manifest. God's trying to bless you with that thing that you need. And if you could just get on board and believe, maybe you could stop waiting. Maybe all it takes is choosing faith, believing faith, and speaking faith. Because of their doubt and fear, the Israelites, what did they do? They disqualified themselves. What if all 12 of them came back and said, we can take the land... Like Caleb said, maybe a lot less suffering, maybe blessings instead of curses. God, if you read on in Numbers, God actually honored Caleb's faith. If you read your Bible, you know this to be true. Some 45 years later, because of Caleb's faith and Caleb's response, because he truly believed that they could take the land. God gave him that mountain. God gave him that land at 85 years old. So this for somebody, no matter how old you are, if, if you feel like maybe your best years are behind you, you believe and you're praying. It doesn't matter how old you get if you believe it, God can do it. If he said it and you believed it, God will honor your faith. God honors faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. Look at that next point. This is what Caleb saw. Faith, it sees something else. When we by faith choose life, we have to see something else than we see in the natural, right? Because faith, what does it see? It sees the eternal. Our fear and our flesh, we focus on the temporal. When you choose faith, you begin to see a bigger picture. You begin to see what God wants to do, what God wants to say. You begin to believe and say, you know what? This life, too, shall pass. I'm not going to be here forever. You begin to see a greater love for people. You begin to see the value in others. You begin to see that what you do matters. You begin to see what you say matters. You see the bigger picture. And we're all just itty little bitty. And I say, you're you're even smaller than anything. You're "You're that big, Like, like, like smaller than a mustard seed. And God's grand design and God's grand scheme. So some of us are good, but we ain't that good. Ian is very replaceable. And so when I get to pat myself on the back, you got to encourage yourself, but but you better be careful. Don't read your newspaper clippings. Because we are just one little piece to God's great big picture. He wants to use us. And we need to, by faith, choose His ways so that He can use us. Look at Second Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being what? Renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, man, talk about positive thinking, is working for us a far better exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we do not look for the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen temporary, but the things that are not seen are temporal. The things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal. Faith sees the eternal. And so the things that we can see, I want you to hear me, the things that we can see, they matter. Your family matters. Your job matters. Keeping your house in good condition matters. Keeping your reputation in good condition before the one matters. But the things that are not seen matter most. Somebody say most. The things that you can't see matter most. They matter more. So don't shortchange the things that you can't see. Be good stewards of them, but believe in something greater. Live your life for something bigger. Live your life in faith, choosing life through faith. Amen. Look at that last point for today. When we do that, when we see God's picture, something is released. It's more faith and it's the Spirit of God. It's the fullness of His Spirit who needs some hope, who needs some joy, who needs some more faith. When we live this way, we're filled to the max when we choose life. Imagine eternal life moving inside of here, living inside of you. You're going to have life, believe me. You'll have hope in our lives, but fear does the opposite. It quenches the spirit and grieves the heart of God. The spirit of God and the spirit of fear are at war. Think of this. It grieves God when we become slaves to fear. Faith says... What Caleb said, I am well able to take the land. I am well able to be a good husband. I am well able to be an amazing wife, an amazing mom. I am well able to live in freedom in Christ Jesus. I am well able to do the things that God has called me. I am well able to have faith for this unforeseen thing. That's what choosing life says. When we choose fear, we respond like the other ten. But I'm a grasshopper in their sight. I'm a grasshopper. I, I can't do that. God wouldn't trust me. God can't use me. God can bless them. God can't bless me. God can speak through them. God can't speak through me. I'm a grasshopper. No, you're a child of God. Yeah. Live like it. Act like it. Speak like it in Jesus' name. Yeah. Are you going to choose faith? Who's going to choose faith? Amen. Or are you going to choose fear? And you've got an opportunity coming up. It's called Monday morning, 6.30 a.m. alarm clock. You can choose faith hooting and hollering on Sunday morning at Liberty Church Holly Pond. But can you choose faith tomorrow morning when that alarm goes off? That's where my faith becomes real. That's when my faith can become obedience. And that's the type of faith that God wants. Amen. Look at 2 Timothy 1 through 7. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. When you choose life through faith, you'll walk in power. You'll walk in love. And you can have a sound mind. Amen. Y'all join me in prayer. Let's get ready to close. First thing I want to do is just invite anybody. You say, Pastor Ian, today this message was for me. I have been battling doubts and fears. I want you to know that there is no judgment or condemnation. God's not mad at you. It, It grieves His heart that you see yourself less than. And so, if you say I want to move out of this place of fear, I want to move to this place of faith. That's me. I want to do that right now. All you, want, all I'm going to ask you to do is just raise your hand, say, "Hey, man, look at these hands going up. Keep them up. Keep them up. Raise them for Jesus. Don't raise them for me. Raise them to Jesus." And I'm going to pray God impart supernatural faith for you to walk in not a spirit of fear, but in power, love, and a sound mind in Jesus' name. Lord, I declare Second Timothy over these hands. God, to come against the spirit of fear, you do not give us a spirit of fear. The spirit of love, perfect love, casts out all fear. And so I pray that over these hands. And they will walk in real power. They will walk in real love. God, and they would walk in a sound mind. Lord, I come against the negative thoughts, the evil thoughts. I clear the mind of Christ over these hands, over these men and women, these children of God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for those hands. Last thing I want to do is, if you are here today, You're born again. You're in a relationship with God through Christ, the Son. He's your Savior. I want you to right now pray for the lost, please. Pray for the lost. There's somebody out there that God is trying to call home. But if you're here today, sanctuary, or watching us online, and you say, Pastor Ian, I'm not in a relationship with God. I'm not in a relationship with God through His Son. But what you said today stirred me up. What you said today inspired me to want to change that. I want to trust God with my faith. I believe that God loves me, and I want you to know God forgives you, and you can be forgiven. You can walk out of here a brand new man, a brand new woman. If you're watching us online, you can, you can change your life right now. If you say, I want to make that my prayer. I want to change my life. I'm going to ask you to do something right now. No one's looking at you. We're actually praying for you right now. What I want you to do is I want you to stand up. Don't be shy. Just stand up for Jesus. If Jesus can die on a cross for you, the least you can do, if he's talking to you right now, dealing with your heart, is to stand up for him. Hallelujah. There's people standing. Praise God. I want you just to listen to my voice. Just listen to my voice and and trust God and focus on God. If you're making that decision, watch us online. Put something in the chat to let us know. Say, I'm making that decision. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to lead us on a prayer. I want you to know if you're standing. God loves you. God sees you. and Your life's going to change. The things you're asking and believing for, you think it's too big, it's not too big. God is going to bless your socks off in Jesus' name. Stay faithful and believe. i want to lead us on a prayer. It's going to go like this. Loud and proud today. Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you. We thank you and we trust you. We right now accept your son. We believe that Jesus is Lord. We confess that he is Lord of my life. God, forgive me of my sins and past, and redeem my future for your glory. Please send your Holy Spirit to lead and guide my life until you call me home. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may have that. Thank you so much. So awesome. Kingdom of God growing, amen. That is why we do what we do. So, thank y'all so much for coming. Anyone glad you came to church today? Man, I'm glad you came too. Tell somebody about it. Amen. Y'all are dismissed. Enjoy your Sunday. Come back.